Welcome back to another episode of Hood Delights. I'm your host, Nia, and for this episode, I have author Karma Monet. We discussed a series that started it all, Keisha and Cashmere. Cash, Rue, Prince, and even my boo Rico. Y'all toxic, but I love it. This episode is dedicated to y'all. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm so, I was really um, shocked and it really, you know, whenever I get somebody that's like, I love your work, I'm like, you know, I still get a little shy and I get overwhelmed. So, but thank you. I really appreciate you for inviting me here. Um, You know, congratulations on having a podcast. That's really amazing. So. Thank you. Because, you know, it's authors like you who, you know, I get attached to the characters that you create. (laughs) And I'm like, I talk about them like they're real people. I always say that. I'm like, I wish that this was real. Because, you know, back in 2014, 2015, I got a Kindle. Your book was one of, like, the first books that I downloaded. Oh, wow. Keisha and Kashmir, right? Yes. Like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I... Read that story so many times. And, you know, before I figured out how to search the genre that I like, like, I love urban fiction. That's what I prefer. And to it's read. so over, it's so underrated. Like, it's, so. It, it's like, you know, you see um, a lot of like, you know, the white people, the white genres. I hate to call it that, but, you know, um, that's just what it is. But, you know, I feel like they get, they are able to, get the um the uh, what's it called the um new york times bestseller you know what i mean whereas though we we get number ones and we get the orange banner but it's easier for them to collect accolades you know what i mean whereas though we have to work three times as hard just to be able to get that you know what i mean so and it's like no, that's a, a lot it's a lot of authors who have been putting in that work you know i like to read in my downtime too so you know I really appreciate that, you know, Keisha and Cashmere, that, that's really, and it's, it's crazy because, you know, that was my first book and it did amazing. It did, it did amazing. So I feel like the pressure has always been, you know, on because you always want to top your last book, you know, but for me, I'm always trying to top my first book, you know, mm-hmm. you know, throwing it back to, you know, I skimmed all three books today, just like see if I could still remember the stories and the different characters and you know Japan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I recently Ooh. released Jook Season, which takes place seven years after a Jersey Love saga, which is a, a um spin-off of Keisha and Cashmere. So, you know, it's crazy you're mentioning Tan because, you know, in the recent book, she, this is she's not here anymore so you know it's crazy <laughs> because i read um 
a Jersey love story. No face, no case. The first one. Yeah. I have to catch up because I've seen that you continued it mm-hmm. in that Juck season, which is 760 pages. I was like, okay, I really need to catch up. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? But Tan, like, she is really relatable. Yeah. Because what I remember about her character is the reason why she was, she never got pregnant mm-hmm. with her baby. And her reason behind it, and I was like, you know, back then when I was younger and I read it, I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. I couldn't relate to it. But reading it again, I totally understood. Whereas though he's like, you know, you couldn't give me a baby. And she's like, I couldn't give you a baby. Like, Ninja, I I don't want to give you a baby. Like, you're running around here getting X, Y, and Z pregnant. You know what I mean? Like, what what would I possibly want to procreate with you for, you know? And I feel like a lot of men, they look at women who don't have kids. It's like, you know, and I feel like we need to make it normalize women not having kids until they're ready to have kids, you know? Like, and even if they don't want to have kids, some women do not want to have children. And that doesn't make you less of a woman. It's just, you know, that's the way you planned your life, you know? So I definitely feel like Tan was relatable because Rue put her through so much, like so much. And he was so toxic. He was. (laughs) But he did, he made the most growth out of all the men. I feel like um, if you, if you, um, like once you read Juke Season, like it's like completely from um, from Keisha and Kashmir 3, you know, he got it together, but. I'm a firm believer in, you know, even though it's a book, you want to still make it realistic. So I didn't feel like it was just like, okay, like he's a hundred percent, you know, back, you know, on the right path. Like, no, you know, sometimes things take time and, you know, so for him, it's like, if you read the books, it's the evolution of him. It was, you know, it's really a pretty thing. Like, you know, he didn't just wake up one day and decide to be a changed man. He actually lost her, like, you know, and then he had to be the one to accept her because you know, she had a, her baby ended up, you know, um, one of them, he, they had twins and only one of the twins was his and the other wasn't. So that was a pill he had to swallow. Like, you know, that it's like karma comes back 10 times fold and, you know, so, and I feel like that's like really rare. Like we don't read enough books where it's the woman that's having an outside kid. It's always the man that's having an outside kid and the woman has to accept it, you know, but mm-hmm. it happens every day. Like, you know, women have babies and there's some men who are mentally strong enough or they feel like they've messed up. So that's their way of, you know, leveling the field, you know, okay, you, I did this, you did this. Now we're even like, you know, so. But yeah, definitely, I feel like Tan was definitely relatable. A lot of people thought that she was weak. And in part one, she was kind of weak. You know, he was knocking her upside the head. And, you know, he went up went up top on her because she was keeping a secret about Keisha. But, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like her strength came as the book went on. Like, you know, and Keisha was that friend. Like, she's like, what am I going to do without him? She's like, you're going to go on. You're going to live life. Like, he's my brother, but he's not the last thing since life's bread. You know, like... And I feel like that was really something that I feel women, we need to, when we love a man, like we love a man, we can't even see us not being without them. Whereas though them, they're already on to the next chick, you know? So Keisha, she knew her brother. And it's like, if he, if you, if he, if you guys don't work it out, then you're going to move on. Life does go on, you know? And unfortunately she did. She just ended up getting with the op. (laughs) Yeah, that was bananas. (laughs) So 
speaking of the other baby daddy, does that other twin belong to Rico? Because Karma Monet, I've been waiting a very long time for Rico's spinoff. Where is my boyfriend's book? <sighs> because, you know, I used to like, before I can like search other authors, because you know, it's hard to search new black mm-hmm. authors on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So always search your name to see, recommend it, see if he's going to drop a new book. I'm like, where is Rico's story? Because it's been years and I'm just not understanding <laughs> it. Because you clearly said, his story is coming. Yeah. So what happened was I basically continued Rico in a Jersey love saga. So Rico ends up like, uh, you didn't read it, but it ends up coming um, around full circle in a Jersey love saga because Rico ended up being tied to jokes. So because of that, I felt like the way his story ended, if I was to do a story, I would have to backtrack to when you know, to the beginning, to the beginning. And, you know, I just, I ended up not doing it. But it's crazy because I still have a couple of people who's like, I loved Rico. Like, and I'm like, really? Like, he was never supposed to be likable. You know? He really was. And I think it was just a simple fact that, like, what went down between Keisha and Cash and, like, them getting together and her, like, being with him and them building and I really and him really not backing down from the situation. He and wasn't. So he was like, he you play Indian and Cowboys, like you shoot, you fight, yes. I fight, like what's up? Like I really he was with that. it. And he had cash so bothered. Yes. <laughs> cash was so irked by him. Like Enrico was just chilling. Like he was really a smooth dude. But I feel like Cash knew like you know, he knew that even though he's not saying that he's back, like as soon as he heard Keisha was missing, he dropped whatever he was doing and flew over here, killed my baby mama to save her. Like, you know what I mean? So Cash definitely had a, a chip on his shoulder. Like, <laughs> and I really liked him in the beginning. And, you know, he started to do fuckboy things. And, and I was just like, yeah. I'm off of you for right now. I'm like definitely Team Rico. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Cash messed up when he took those kids from Keisha. Like that's when he lost a lot of people's respect. Like a lot of people were like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Like, and it's crazy. I have a lot of readers who still don't like Cash to this day. They're like, uh, uh-uh, uh. He's an f boy. Like, no. Like, they're like, and then it's so funny because they say that uh, Keisha and Cash make the perfect couple because she's the she's the if anything you could do, I can do better. Like she yeah. literally she's his match it's like okay oh so what we do we fucking around or we can are we faithful because if this is what we doing this is what we gonna do and she's gonna go the whole mile like you know and it was really refreshing to write a female character like that because like i said i feel like you know we don't have enough women um characters who are just who they are unapologetically themselves you know what i mean like we and i feel like we tend to not really write them like that because you don't know how it's going to be um received you know what i mean but like keisha she's definitely hardcore and i love her like she's one of my favorite characters well most of your female characters are like that because even in no face no case the first book lonnie she was kind of rough around edges Yes, that's Keisha's first cousin. Yes, he's hardcore too like all of my all of my women like they really are unapologetic like they're badass they are you know gangsta but they're womenly you know what i'm saying they're they're really but they can be soft for their men like you know and it's it's like a balance you know what i mean but 
let them do something wrong. <laughs> like they're doing a whole 360 and it's 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 going down. Like <laughs> is that how the women are in Jersey? Because that's where you're from, right? Yes. New Jersey. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how I am. Like, you know, I, I tell my man all the time we we happy or we bullshit and you know what i'm saying it's up to you because whatever you, time you want i'm on like right i'm just a firm believer in not overplaying your position and i feel like a lot of us women we do that you know like we we tend to be the wife and be the mother we take care of the house we pay bills and then here it is like they're they're not even labeling we're not even getting a ring you know what i mean right and mm-hmm we're doing all of this stuff, we're overplaying our position and we're not even getting the commitment out of them a lot of the time. Like, you know, we're getting half-assed commitment, like, you know, and so I feel like um, for me, it, I, a lot of my characters have a lot of my characteristics in them. You know, of course, like I'm not out here with a gun shooting anybody, but <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you know, as far as like moving on with the next dude, girl, that was me in my twenties. Like, <laughs> right, like, mm-mm. oh, oh, you okay? Bye. Like, move. I kept it moving, and you know, it's so definitely Keisha's definitely that type. Like, you know, she didn't she didn't cry over cat. Like, she cried, but the next day she was in the abortion clinic with Rico holding his hand, and she went and. <laughs> handled her business mm-hmm. next thing you know she was engaged living across town the cash came home like take me to the crib rule like what crib <laughs> she don't live there he like who live there he like you <laughs> by yourself yeah. <laughs> when he pulls up at the birthday party oh my gosh oh my okay. gosh oh, something about to die today and Rue was just slapping people with spatulas. And I really liked him because, you know, like, I love, like, a good toxic character. Yes. And something about them. Like, I know, like, deep down, like, they're flawed. and mm-hmm. But just something about their swag. You know, I'm from New York, so I... Okay, we're neighbors. Under- yeah, so I understand, like, the tri-state area swag. Not everyone gets that. But, you know, like, it's hard to capture the essence of a toxic man when you write a book. Yeah. I've been a reader for a long time and I can always spot when someone tries too hard. Mm-hmm. But with your characters, like you always like hit the mark. I'm just like, I shouldn't love you, but I love you. <laughs> and I feel like that's how it is with a, like a, us and a lot of dudes. Like, you know, how many dudes have like, you know, you fell for it that you're just like, I really shouldn't, but mm, I'm going to like, <laughs> They say what could make you laugh could also make you cry. And that is such a true statement right there. So definitely. So how did you, you know, become an author? How did you stumble onto this urban fiction game? So um, I've always been writing. Like I've been writing since I was like able to write. Like I have um, stacks of notebooks that have stories in it from when I was 12, 13 years old. So the first book I read was True to the Game. Classic. Yes, definitely a classic. Um, Quiet Air was Bay. (laughs) And I used to just stay up, like I would be in bed, like, you know, with my little closet light on, writing. And um, so like when I turned like 17 I had a my mom got me a laptop so you know I was started to write a little bit write a story but I didn't really know how to like go about publishing anything so I was just doing it for fun 
Um, and then in 2015, 2015, I, um, my son, my seven-year-old, he was a newborn baby and his father, um, was like, got locked up when he was eight days old. So, um, I met my man now when my son was six months old. Um, and it was just like a really nasty breakup between me and my son's father. Like, you know, his family, they kicked me out. Like, you know, so I met my new dude and he was just like, you know, you can move with me. Like, you know, he lived, he's from New Jersey, but he was living in Pennsylvania at that time. So he's like, you can move with me and like, I'll hook you up with a job. Like, you know, I'll get you on your feet. And I'm just like, really? Like, you know, what do you want? Like, I'm, mm -hmm. I have, my life is completely in shambles right now. Like, you know, I don't have a job. I have a, a little baby, like, you know. Um, I'm in between houses right now. Like, you know, it was just like my rock bottom and, um, I prayed on it really heavy and I ended up like just, you know, taking a chance and I ended up just going with him and, um, he moved me into our place. He got me a car. He hooked me up with a job. Like he really put me on my feet. And, um, so I got a job as a housekeeper. I was working at a, a hotel and that's when I was, I started to, I was really, really reading. Like I was really reading heavy. I was into Shan, um, Lucinda John, Miss Lady love P. Them. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, Lucinda's my boo. I love her. Um, Miss Lady P, you know, I was reading her first book, um, Living for Love and Loyalty. Um, so I was just really, really reading. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to, I'm going to take this serious. Like, you know, so Every day I would like be at work and I would come home and I would write like I was I was I'm telling you, like I, we had our own apartment, but, you know, we were starting from scratch. So I was like on an air mattress, like, you know, with my little baby, he's running around and I'm sitting here writing. Like I would literally get off of work at four o'clock and write till three, four in the morning, get up, go to work, come home, get my baby situated. And I'm writing every single day. And when I was finished with the book, I said, I'm going to send this into a publisher. And I sent it into Shan. Um you know, Shan presents and, um, I sent it into her and she emailed me back immediately and was like, I'm going to give you a contract. And I was like, really? And she was like, yes. Like, she's like, this is really amazing. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I didn't even know anything about a word count. Like I just wrote the book the way that, you know, it was in my head and it was ended up being like 70 K, which is a, is a long book, you know? So, um, yeah, she, I, Sent, turned it into her. She sent it to the editor and it came out in July, July 27th. And it went number one and it was number one for months. Like it did very well. And after that, I was like, oh, I could do this for real. I quit my job. Once I got my first check, I said, oh, I'm going right. to <laughs> I was tired of scrubbing toilets. So I was like, you know what? If I could just stay home with my baby and write, like that's, that's a win, you know? So I ended up just I quit my job and I just started writing full time, you know, so. That's love. That's love. I, I love that story because, you know, it's hard to start something new yeah. when you, when you want to try something, you know, you, you don't want to fail. You want to, you always want to succeed mm -hmm. in something. And the fact that you took that risk coming from, you know, the fucked up situation yeah. that you were in, you know, and finding someone who was holding you down and you were able to, you know, get back on track and then find your passion and then do it and then be really good at it and have readers like me who just <laughs> want to continue to get more from you. Yeah. And my guy, like, he was really supportive. Um, 
he was really, really supportive. Like when my book came out, I was like, you know, I was like on my phone, like, babe, look, I have this many reviews. Like, you know, and he's sitting there, he's cheering me on and everything. Like, and it's crazy because we started and it was, it's really, you know, not the typical love story, but you know, here it is seven years later and we're still together. We have two kids together and, you know, so, you know, it, it, it was hard, but I feel like it's you have to do what you're passionate about. And if you do what you're passionate about, then the blessings are always going to overflow. You know what I mean? Right. If you're going to a job every day that you're not passionate about, you're waking up and you're like, oh, I got to go to this whack ass job. Like, you know, you're not going to really do a good job at it because it's just, you know, it's not what you're passionate about. You know what I mean? It's just a check. And yeah, you know, a check pays your bills, but if it's not your passion, I don't feel like it will be the best that it could be, you know? So do you ever let him read your work? So after my first book came out two months later, he got locked up and he went to the feds. So, um, when he was in jail, I was sending him all my books and he read all of them. Like he read all of them. And it's so funny (laughs) Because for the longest, he's like, who are these niggas on the cover? Like, you know, (laughs) he's like, who are these niggas on the cover? Like, you know, you know them. And I'm like, no, they're just models. Like, (laughs) and he's trying to figure out what what was going on. Yes. He swore up and down that like I had some type of something going on with these dudes (laughs) on the cover. And I'm just like, hey, like they're from shutterstock like their model <laughs> he was not trying to hit that yeah but he reads it he likes jokes in prints like and my dad also um reads my stuff too and it's so funny because i had posted jook season two's cover and he's like i gotta cop this like i was like what he's like louis my boy like <laughs> i need to catch up because i like him and i like prince too yeah, Prince wow. is so underrated. Like, actually, no, let me not say that because Prince, there's a lot of Prince fans. Like, I think the thing about him is the fact that he's just like, he's really committed. Like, he's a solid dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? And he's 100% behind Brie. Like, he loves her. And she, and she was trying to curve him in the beginning. He was, he yes. was trying to give him a chance. Yes. He was like, fuck with me, fuck with me. And she's like, no. Yeah, she was like, no. Like, mm-mm. he knew that she was going to be his wife before she even knew. Like, you know, and I feel like that's the beauty in him because he's such a gangster. But at the same time, he's so lovable. Like, you know, like he, he loves her and he's not afraid to put nobody down behind her. Like he's not afraid to, you know, shoot a door down and and drag her ass out the room. Like, it's like, you're going to love me. You're going to marry me. You're going to have this baby. Like, you know, and really it just was her fear. Like, you know, she was just scared because, you know, she knew what that life came with and she didn't know she was cut out for it. Like, you know, so. um, As soon as she knows, she let her guard down, then boom. Yes. And I'm just like, see, this is why she didn't want to give you a chance, but I like you because you were so persistent in yes. your pursuit of her. He was definitely consistent and persistent. Like, um, except when he slipped up in Atlanta with the stripper, you know. When but you <laughs> when you be around the street, see, the street, you, you know, around. he got a thing for strippers. So <laughs> who owns the club? Which one of um, them? Prince and so and back then Prince owned the club. But um now Prince and Cash own a club together and Prince has his own club. So Okay. Yeah. They Cash has like a bar and grill and um Prince is like his partner. So 
But yeah, you know, I try to like, um, even though like they're street dudes, like I try to have them, you know, go legit, like, you know, because that's ultimately the goal. Like, you know, I know a lot of hustlers, like, you know, my brother was a hustler, like, you know, my man, he used to be a hustler, like, you know, so like, I feel like it's not where you start, it's where you end up. You know what I mean? So especially in the black community, a lot of our men, you know, they tend to be out in the streets, you know? So, and I, I'm a firm believer in like, you know, you being with the right person could put you in the right direction. You know, you, you could, your name could be in rooms that you never even step foot in off the strength of somebody who loves you and who's, you know, on your, on your case and helping you like, you know, so, mm-hmm. and I feel like every one of the men, there is a strong women, a woman in the story who compliments them, you know, like, Cash, he's nothing without Keisha. Like, you know, she's the one that held it down. Like when he when him and Rue went to jail, she's the one that was busting them licks. Her, Bree, and Tan, like all three of them. Like, you know, they were picking up the slack. JC's the reason that they didn't go to jail and do 20 years, you know? Yeah. I was gonna ask you if, you know, you took inspiration from like your environment when it came to like the crew and capturing their essence. But you know, just like you said, like your relationship, you had brothers, I'm sure, friends. Yeah, my brother was real. Like, I got my inspiration for real from my brother. Like, there's a lot of things that, you know, of course, I switched it up, like, you know, added more, you know, but he's definitely real. And it's so funny because he was in jail, too. And, um, yeah, girl, a lot of them me in jail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I started writing, he was locked up and, um, I was sending him my books and he was just like, oh my gosh, sis, like, you know, because when he left, like, you know, I just, I had two kids, I just had a new baby and he didn't like, you know, I told you like, I was in like, I was in a bad position. So, and my son's father is his best friend. So that's kind of the connection between Rue and Cash. You get what I mean? Okay. And okay. my brother didn't know that me and him were dealing with each other. You know, so yeah, I, I picked little pieces from my life, right? And you're like, it's all coming together now. <laughs> I see, I see. Yes. So, you know, it's funny because a lot of my readers, they say I'm Keisha. And I think I am. Like, you know, I, I am. I am like Keisha. Like, mm-hmm. I won't lie. But my man's not like Cash. My baby father was the Cash. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, and, it is, and it's, let me tell you, it is so hard writing about them now. Because, you know, when I was writing about that, I still had ties to that person, you know what I mean? And that was where I got a lot of my inspiration from. But now that, like, you know, that relationship is done and over with, like, it's so hard writing them in a a happy place when I'm just like, ugh, like, you know? Right, like, I can't believe I used to, like, be that person. Yeah, like, ew. (laughs) So, yeah. That's so funny. Because, you know, like, my favorite type of story is, like, a one-night story but I always love the sister and the best friend of the older brother is it as exciting being in that situation as it is reading it I think it is it's like it's like the the unknown you know what I mean mm-hmm. like you know like me and him was creeping around girl we was in and out of hotels like you know and, yeah we was really sneaky and you know they're homeboys so and my brother's five years older than me. So, you know, I felt like I didn't really have to tell him nothing. Like, you know, like, I didn't. I'm grown. Like, yeah. Like, I had I had a baby since I was 16. So, you know, I always thought that I was grown until I got mm-hmm. grown and I didn't want to be grown anymore. Listen, I'm grown and I don't want to be grown. Right. Totally <laughs> um, 
but it was really fun like you know creeping around and then when he found out he it's so crazy because like you know when you're young you don't pay attention to what somebody's telling you. Like, he was like, this ain't the move, sis. Like, I'm telling you. He like... This is my man. I know how... Yeah, he like, that's my man. I love him. He's like, but this ain't the move. And I'm like, he loves me. Like, he loves me. (laughs) We together. Like, it's nothing you could do about it. And, you know, he's just pumping me up. Like, my baby father, he's pumping me up. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, we, we solid. And, you know, so when everything came, like, fell apart, I was like, Oh, so that's what my brother meant. Like, you're trash. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, he had baby mamas. Like, yeah, um, the Kayas, that, that was that stuff was so real. Like, a lot of that stuff, is, it came from a real place. Like, you know, the baby mama that's not really a good mother, like, you know, and she puts the kid off, and then you're the girlfriend, and then they try to... um they try to brainwash the kid into disliking you, you know what I mean? Because you're you're the evil woman, but really you're the one that's doing everything. And even though the father's coming around, making it seem like he's coming through with the birthday gifts, it's really you who got the birthday gifts. You're the one who got the birthday cake, but you can't go to the party because you're the other woman. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so that, that was a lot, a lot of that was definitely real. And um, just to finish answering your question, it is a lot of, um, I feel like it, it really was exciting before it got serious, you know? Like, I feel like we we got really serious really fast. Like, we moved in together a couple months into the relationship, and then I had a baby. The, and the year, Not even a year later, like, a couple months after we moved in, I got pregnant. And then that's when it got real. Like, you know, up until then, when you're sneaking around and you're living in and out of hotels, you're sneaking in and out of hotels, it's all fun and games. You know what I mean? When you're linking up on weekends and, you know, it's all fun and games. But when that nigga ain't coming home Monday through Thursday, you like. Um, excuse me, sir. Yes. Like, <laughs> who is this, sir? <laughs> so, yeah, it was fun before it came real. Like, I'm grateful for those experiences i'm yes. sure you can look back at it and probably laugh and be like girl you was really tripping mm-hmm. but like when you're going through like this is not the life that i want but look you know you turned you know your situation into art yeah and then like as a reader now you know talking to you i see where you hold your inspiration from mm-hmm. and like, I just love that yeah it definitely like you know looking back and like you said with age comes wisdom you know so when you're going through those things of course you're not like grateful for it but now that I'm older like I call it growing pains you know like everything that I really believe that God put me through those situations to set me up for where I am right now, you know, because I have stories for days. Like, girl, I have three baby fathers. My man is my third baby father. So I have stories mm-hmm. from the first baby father. <laughs> like, so, you know, like, yeah. we gotta hear, we gotta hear more stories. Like what is <laughs> new for Carmen Monet? What, what do we get in that? Um, so I'm finishing up Juke season two right now. And then, um, I have another series that is open to between the plug and a savage. And, um, I had, I released that with a publisher, but, uh, you know, the book was taken down, so I'm going to re-release it, and I'm going to put part three up, and um, a lot of my readers have been waiting on that one, so if you haven't read that, check that out. That's really good, too. 
Um, and then I have my kids, my Keisha and Cash's kids, they're grown up in juke season. They're teenagers, like girl, they sleeping with each other. They sleeping within the crew. Kids is getting pregnant. Like, you know, one is messing with the other one's girl. Like, yeah. So it's just really messy. And um, it's fun because, you know, y'all got to see them when they were young. Like, you know. You I know Cam. Lil' Cam is probably Girl, he's a problem. He's a problem. Cam is the... He's the mess. Like, he is his daddy's child. He is his daddy's child. Okay. And um, Diva, you know, Diva, she's a hot mess. Like, so. She was a little, um, her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and now yeah, she's 16. She's 16 now, you know? So, and Cam is 16 too. CJ is 18. Um, and then, you know, I have like, so I have a couple of spinoffs, like Put Me Back Together Again. That was another spinoff. So Matt's daughter, Mai Mai, she's older now. She's like 16. Um, Mike and JC's oldest daughter, um, Asia. You remember Asia? She's mm-hmm. eight, she's 22 and she's with CJ. So, mm. yeah, girl, I'm telling you, it went down in juke season. I really feel like that really tested me because, like I said, this book is from so long ago. So, to be able to like hit the mark on it, like it really, and I got such great feedback. Like, you know, everybody was just like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like I've watched these kids, you know, from the time that they were younger. You remember Diva was over there singing Elsa, Let It Go. And now she over here twerking and throwing back shots and, you know, (laughs) so it's, I'm definitely, um, so I'm in the process of, um, like I said, finishing up juke season. And then, um, I have my kids, they're going to be standalone books. And, um, you know, my kids are grown up now and it's time for them to tell their story. So I'm excited. Juke season is the last that. that we'll hear from their parents, like where their parents will have a POV. Like, you know, okay. they'll be, you know, you might see Diva. She might go by her parents' house and see them, but they're not going to have any drama. Like, you know, there's only but so much drama that parents could go through before it becomes repetitive. So, right. you know, but yeah. Now that you revealed all of that, because I'm a part of your Facebook readers group. Okay. And you know how your readers are. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, with your permission, you know, when this episode comes out, I'll put like the snippet in the readers group so that they know that me and you talk and they can hear this so that they know what's coming so they can stay on you for when it comes out. Yes. <laughs> You don't want to have to come stalk you. <laughs> no, it's fine. You know, I actually don't mind being stalked. Like, I love when a reader's like, hey, I'm waiting for this to come out. Like, you know, when's this going to come out? And because it, it lets me know, like, okay, keep, you know, I'm, I have something to, to have it. Like, you know, like I said, I'm passionate about it. So when I have readers who tell me that they're waiting for it, it lets me know that, okay, I'm doing my job. Like, you know, my job is to make y'all feel, fall in love and to feel all the emotions that the characters are feeling, you know? And, um, as long as like, cause you know, there's some readers who be straight up disrespectful, you know, like terrible. Yeah, mm-hmm. slide up in your DM. Don't even say good morning. Like, where this at? Like, you know, when this coming? Like, but I mean, I'm like that too. But I would never say that to y'all face. <laughs> I, just would like, I would never say that to y'all face. But I be thinking that sometimes too. I'm like, girl, but I know y'all. You know, y'all have regular lives, and I be in my books when I want them. Yeah, and I have four kids, you know, so my kids are back in school now. You know, last year it was so hard with them being virtual. Oh, I bet. And, you know, I have a two-year-old, and he's crazy as hell. So, 
<laughs> so now that they're in school, you know, during the day, that's when I can like, you know, write from, you know, nine to three, I can just write straight through. And then I stay up at night and I get my writing in. So, you know, I'm definitely in the process of finishing up Juke season two, though. So I'm excited for that to drop. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for it. Well, I'm excited. I can't wait. I have to like really catch up because when I seen him, I was like 760. Yeah, girl, because you're talking about Rico, and I'm like, hold up, you must not met Jux. Like I did, and I liked him because from what I remember in their first book, it was a rough start with them like coexisting. Mm-hmm. She, that's I'm like, Landy. She was really rough around the edges. Like she didn't take no shit, and then he don't take no shit, and it was just like, and then they got together because it and ended up coming out that she was the one that got him sent to prison for those nine years. Her and her dude yes. had um, they robbed like they were robbing the same house as him, and they ended up shooting him, and he ended up being caught with the bag. So you know that came out, but he loved him some Lonnie and. <laughs> They're they're probably my favorite couple. Like Keisha and Cash, like I have a soft spot for them because like, you know, they started everything for me. Mm-hmm. But Jux and Lonnie, I just love them. Like they're so in tune with each other. Like they'll be laying in bed and he's like, wife, like stop thinking so much. Like, and she's like, what are you talking about? I didn't even say anything. And he's like, I could feel you. Like, you know, like, and I feel like that's what I want. Like, you know, I have that with my guy. Like, you know, we're in tune with each other. I know when he's upset without him even having to say anything. I know when he's, I know when he's thirsty, like, you know, so, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that's what really a real partnership is just being in, in tune with your partner, you know? So Jux and Lonnie, they're definitely like, you know, they're like a, a, a real solid black couple, you know? And, He's like, and he doesn't believe in cheating. He's the one that's like, he does not believe in cheating at all. Like he's against it a hundred percent. Like he, he scolds his boys for cheating. Like, you know, like, and, um, I feel like there's not enough of that. Yeah. I was, I just said that we, there's not enough men like that who Mm. are going to check their homie. Like, you know, dudes could be like, yo, I got this little bitch over there. And he word like, but he like, uh, uh, like what you gonna do when such and such find out because you know she gonna beat your ass and you know don't come crying to me when she pack the kids up and leave like he's that right. dude so you know i'm i definitely like he's probably my favorite guy couple then prince yeah well i'm glad that i got um closure on rico because i was definitely ready to let you know how i felt about me not getting that book you promised yeah. <laughs> and like I said, read a Jersey Love Saga because his story comes full circle. He has a couple of POVs in there. Okay. Um, you know, because Ren um I think you remember Renee. That was the yeah. one that Sky had fell for. Mm-hmm. Her and Rico end up linking up. Like so yeah. it ends up It was in the airport and yeah. everything. Because wasn't his dad the plug? Yes, Hugo. Yeah. He was the plug. And um, but yeah, girl, Jux he got all of them out of there. He, they're, they're gone. So Damn. yeah, that's why I was like, if I went and told Rico's story, it would have to, I would have to backtrack it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're no longer with us. So. <laughs> My mom was definitely about to get a dedication for this episode. I just loved him. Now I got to give it to somebody else. <laughs> I'm going to give it to Dan because she a real ass bitch. And I respect her. Yeah. So we'll see. Well, thank you, Karma Monet. Thank you for, you know, taking out the time and saying yes. Because I was, like, nervous. I was like, but she doesn't, like, respond to anything like I'm a crazy person. No, absolutely not. I always, um, 
anytime I'm invited to do like a podcast or, you know, I've done a couple of radio shows. So, and um, I haven't, I haven't really done a lot of them recently, but you know, now I'm definitely trying to, you know, get back out there or whatever. So anytime you want me to pop on here, just let me know. Oh, definitely, girl. You didn't, when, once I like catch up, catch up, I'm yeah. sure I'll find something. <laughs> I'll have some questions out. to answer. <laughs> oh, definitely. I'm definitely catching up because, you know, I love your writing style. The swag and the men that you write is just my type of toxic. And I actually yeah. have a series um, that is going to be dropping um, in January and they're Harlem boys. So you're from New York. You're going to like that one because, you know, that's that's your territory. Where are you from in New York? Like I'm right outside the city. OK, but I'm excited. Yeah, because people, I'm I'm assuming you and I are around the same age. I just turned thirty. Okay, we are not around the same age. I'm definitely older than you. <laughs> not by much. I'm thirty four. Yeah, I'm thirty four. So I feel like people who are from like the tri state area know how to catch capture the essence of the men in that area. People who are not from don't get it. Yeah, they always hit the mark, miss the mark. Um, and I, like my biggest like pet peeve is like when, um, you know, we write urban fiction, hood fiction, like you know. So I feel like if you're not from the hood, or if you have not dealt with any hood dudes, if you are not in that lifestyle, then you have to do your research. You have to do your right. work because it's it's not given. Like <laughs> he's supposed to be the plug, but this nigga standing on the block. Like yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm a firm believer in just doing your research because you don't want, like you said, like, you know, it's not, it's, they missed the mark. You know what I mean? So like, you could tell I've been through some things though. So now, now that I know, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I know the real deal. And you know I, the tea. You got the tea. Listen, I'm so grateful for that. <laughs> because it turned into such good work and I'm just here for it. And so... Yeah, I'll be on the lookout for everything new from you. Yes. And I'll be, you know, patiently waiting. Yes. So thank you for having me. I really had a good time. I did too. Enjoy your trip. Yes, girl. Me and Bay, we going on a vacation tomorrow. Is it with you and Bay? Oh, we even a good time? Yes. His birthday was yesterday. So we going to fly out to Cali tomorrow. We come back Monday. My sister's keeping the kids, so... Well, don't mm-hmm. rush back. Enjoy yourself. I'm bringing my laptop, girl. I have to finish okay. the season. So I'll be at a pool with my laptop, drinking and writing. So y'all going to get this book. Y'all going to get this work, though. So <laughs> Love it. Love it. Well, travel safe. And, Thank you. Know, you. I'll be in touch. All right. Let me know when this episode. Um, It should be next Thursday. I'll, um, I'll DM you. Okay. And then I'll send you the link. And if you want to post it out on your other socials okay. and Facebook and all of that. Okay. okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Enjoy your evening. Bye. Bye.